I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Brian Keith is a thought leader, strategist, and entrepreneur. What Brian Keith is known for is amassing several hundred five-star reviews for his personal and business brands. Brian is also a coach, speaker, trainer, and mentor. And Brian has taken multiple businesses to the marketplace and learned all that he needed to know to teach others to do the same. Brian has 30 plus years in customer service and he knows how to take an idea and make six figures. Here to teach us how to take a proof of concept to the marketplace, Brian Keith. Let's get started. Now I wanna you know, dive into just your 30 plus years of customer service experience and then how yeah. you drill that down to entrepreneurship and then solopreneurship. And I guess my first question that I think will be very valuable to the veteran leader community is, why solopreneurship? What are the advantages of being in a position to partner when you can, but also being in a position to go deep when you can and be laser focused when you can? That's a great question. And it's hard to unpack, so I'll try my best. Right? <laughs> okay. So quite frankly, um, solopreneurship is the individual doing it versus the group doing it. But we're always connected to a group dynamic. Okay. So even as a solopreneur, instead of me having one boss, Bernard, I have a thousand bosses. Oh, wow. So all I did was shift, you know what I'm saying? So in many ways, it's more difficult. So when you have one boss, you have to figure out what that one boss wants, needs, and desires. In my case, I have multiple bosses, and each boss is different, right? Mm. And so what I need to do is build a rapport in about 15 seconds or less, right? So I got to <sighs> go in because I prefer my service in their home, and it's easier said than done. You know, some mm -hmm. of the things are handled by body language, right? Intonation, right, the way that right. you carry yourself, the way you look. You know what? A smile says mm. so much. Mm. A smile. So you can win the day with a smile. You can win the day by being on time. For our call today, I came before, not just in the nick of time, yeah, yeah. but before the call. Absolutely. And that is respecting your gift, respecting your craft, and gave you an assurance, this guy's ready to go. Oh, wow. And when yeah, I yeah, showed yeah. up, you know, and then when I, when I chimed in, I chimed in ready. Not, oh, okay, let me go get yeah, this. Yeah, give me let a me second. Yeah, that. yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when you do that, you're respecting the one commodity that we can't replace. The one irreplaceable commodity is time. If you respect another person's time, whether it be by texting them in advance, by giving them all the information. And then here's another thing, Bernard, that I'm starting to realize more importantly. I've come to understand that when we withhold the truth, now there's a difference between a lie. You know, you can specifically and right. purposely give people wrong information, right? right? But then there's also the times when you don't give them all the information that you want them to have or they need to have because you are embarrassed mm. or you feel uncomfortable or you don't want to make them uncomfortable or make them embarrassed. But the truth is that you are actually lying by omission. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And so what we have to do, Bernard, is we have to find a way. We have to get a greater command of the English language and find a way to say hard things in an easy way. Right? So back to your question, entrepreneurship, right? So entrepreneurship is basically saying, I'm not going to wait on anyone else to pay me. I'm going to pay myself. Okay. Right? 
my way or the reason why I got to it is I'll tell you this way. I got here because I didn't have a choice. Quite mm, Okay. I didn't have a choice because everywhere I went time and time again, I would get a supervisor. I would do all that I was supposed to do. And lo and behold, I get a brand new supervisor and all of the efforts I made to make that supervisor happy, comfortable and getting that supervisor's good graces will go to kaput. Uh, yeah. So I found myself yeah. time and time again in that predicament or the second predicament or the second scenario would be finding myself in a job, corporate America, where I would have to train the person I would report to. That's demoralizing, mm. right? That's demoralizing. But I also had to recognize what the company was telling me about my value. Mm -hmm. If the company says you're good enough to train the person that is going to supervise you, maybe they're telling you that you're better than what you think you are. Ah, that, right? oh, wow. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're better than what you think you are. And sometimes, is it the environment? Mm. Is it you? First question is, is it you? Why are you not being promoted, right? Why are you not moving up? The first question is we have to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, is it me? Is it something I'm doing? And once you come to an honest answer about that, now the next question is, well, if it's not me, if it's not my effort, if it's not my attitude, my disposition, if it's not the way I show up for work, if it's not me being punctual or being on time or on task, if it's not me being coachable, if it's not me being a team player, if it's not me being a person who has the right mindset, if it's not me being capable or competent, if it's none of those things, then maybe it's the environment, right? So if it's the environment, then I need to take my talents, gifts, and abilities to a new environment where they respect my environment. Yeah. So they say this, okay? We say things like, don't stay in an environment where people tolerate you. Go to an environment where people celebrate you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Entrepreneurship represents that environment for me. <laughs> Entrepreneurship represents an environment, Bernard, where I am the boss and no one's going to take better than, uh, care of me than me. That's true. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. And it also makes it plain because, you know, I was having a conversation with a veteran this morning and we were sharing that. It took me a while to understand orders, but once orders came, you had to follow them. You didn't yeah. get to disagree with them or debate them. And now here we are in our new careers and we do have a choice now, who we work for, where we work, where we choose to partner. And you just unlock right. something. It's like, okay, Bernard, are you being taken care of based on your values, based on your core values, based on the needs of your family? And then the, right. the ultimate challenge is who's going to take better care of those things than you? Right. So, so that was strong. Yeah. 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 Strong. I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sir. So to push back just a bit, because I think entrepreneurship yeah. and the realization of building something is very strong right now in our country and our culture. But what would you say are some of the setbacks that even though someone wants to pursue this and it's on their must-do list, what are some of the things that are obvious glaring setbacks that people should consider as they weigh which one to pursue? You know, do I continue my career another five years and then make the jump? Do I retire then make the jump or do I make the jump right now? What are some of the setbacks or the things to consider? Oh, wow. Powerful question. Powerful question. Honestly, my answer is this. I don't think that you have to choose either or. You can choose both. Oh, wow. And you can become a hybrid. You can be a entrepreneur. And okay. quite frankly, solopreneurship gives you that opportunity, right? Okay. okay. Solopreneurship is simply saying, I'm going to take a talent, gift, or ability that may be outside of what I do nine to five and see if I can do a beta test to find out if this is viable. Because the dirty little secret about entrepreneurship, if you don't mind me saying, is that 
it's gotten quite sexy right now. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. into it right now. Mm -hmm. And to my credit, I've been doing this way before it was cool. So I'm looking forward to the phase. I'm looking forward to it kind of fading out. I'm kind of ready for people to move on to something else <laughs> yeah. because now everybody's an entrepreneur and they're right. not what I do because I think very differently. Let me give an example. I think extremely differently. So for example, love my wife to death, but she says things like, Ooh, I can't wait to be off. Well, my mindset is very different because off means off money. Right. Off means you're not oh, getting wow. paid. I got to write that down. <laughs> off means yeah. off money. Yeah. 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 yeah, you're not getting paid. So an entrepreneur has a different viewpoint, a different mindset. So I'm not ever looking at something from the perspective of I'll build this, I'll build that, and then people will come right, and give right, me right, a chance. Right. No, 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 no. What I'm going to do is instead of being in a position to where I am shopping, a, let's just say a person who has a, a record album, right? Mm -hmm. Years ago, what you had to do was sing. Hopefully someone would discover you, discover yeah. you, right? Yeah. And then they'll cut a demo. Once mm -hmm. they cut a demo, they shop it to record companies and hopefully one of those record companies will pick you up and they will give you this huge distribution deal. But all of those layers, the manager, the person mm -hmm. that found you, the record mm -hmm. company, all of those people are chipping at your margin, Ooh, your equity. That's true. So at that's the true. end of it all, the artist would get a dollar a CD <sighs> or a dime a CD. Yeah. What I'm saying is that with the power of the internet, we don't need that anymore. You don't need anyone to discover you. You don't need anyone to shop your talents, gifts, and abilities. Yeah. You can be your own manager and you don't need anyone to distribute you. You can go straight to the internet and see if you can sell whatever you, what it is you do. So here's the thing. Can you take your talents, gifts, and abilities and build a business around it? Okay. That's the question. Okay. Right. Is the thing that you do every day easy, something that other people are wishing or hoping they could do? Right. Uh, so is my gift another person's goal? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Oh, that's is good. My gift, the thing I do easy, another person's goal. And if the answer is yes, that's the business. Wow. Oh, wow. It's that simple. Oh, wow. Yeah. What I do easy is another person's goal. Now, here's my thing. I'm not big on LLCs. I'm not big on going out and getting this big, uh, how, a big room and paying for office space. No, no, no. I'm big on Let's see if we have a POC, a proof of concept. Mm. Okay, you mm. are great at mm. speaking. You're great at making pies. You're great at doing X, Y, and Z. So do me a favor. I want you to make a pie and see if you can sell it. Nice. Let's nice. try that. Real right. practical. And yeah. if you can sell it one time, then that small microcosm represents a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. And all we need to do mm -hmm. is duplicate that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. now, do we take the pie and sell it by the piece? Can we be more profitable if we sell it by the piece? Mm. You understand? Do we take it to all of the different, uh, I don't know, urban fish places and see if we wrap it up and put it in a box? Are they willing to buy it from us? Right, you know? right, 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 so, right, right. We give them an incentive, you know, okay, I sell my slices of pie. I can take a cake or a pie and I can get eight slices, right? Yep, yep. If I can keep my cost down to $3, and I can say, okay, it costs me $3 to make this cake, but I can sell each slice for $3, then I know that if I sell one <laughs> slice, I make my money back. Yeah. So that means that the other eight slices, in theory, are profit. Right, right, right. You've got a proof of concept. Yeah. It's just that simple. Right. right? Because let me tell you why I say this. I say this because we have businesses that sell exclusively cookies. Yep. Exclusively yep. coffee, right? Yep. Exclusively mattresses. In fact, 
not only do they just sell mattresses, they only sell one type of mattress, the sleep number mattress. Yeah. And they are open and they are viable. So it can be done. Yeah. It can be done. My recommendation to anyone, veterans in particular, because I really love veterans because they know how to dial in, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, they know mm-hmm. how to really quiet all the other noise and focus on one That's thing, true. the mission. That's true. Right? That is an advantage. Most people can't quiet the noise. Ah, okay, when you got can it. quiet the noise and you can focus on one thing, you can determine if that thing is actually viable. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Some of my quick takeaways was off means off money. I love that mindset shift. And I think it's something that we all can aspire to. I also love the proof of concept. And you touched on that. I love that because we jump out there and we go big before we prove that there's a market for it. So I think that's a strong takeaway for the veteran leaders community. And then lastly, you talk about our mission focus. Since we can tunnel in, we can block out the noise. You know, if we do have a gift or a skill that is uh, missing from someone else's life that they need to connect with us for, we can prove that there's a market for it before we even think scale. And I think that was really practical. My challenge question, would the 18-year-old you listening to this say, you know what, Right. I can continue to do school or work or even military service. And in my off time, I can work on my proof of concept. Would the 18 year old you listen to this and take action? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's so clear. I'm though. just being honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm being so honest though. I'm being brutally honest because the 18 year old me was still railing from pain and fear. Okay. And the quicker that we can face pain and the fear that's resulting from the pain, mm-hmm. I think the far better we can be. But yeah, I mean, if you want to know the full story, I don't mind sharing. My father, who is still married to my mother, and mm-hmm. they're still together now, he was gone at five and he came back at 10. But then when I was 17, he was gone again. Oh, wow. You know, that's kind of like my, that's my little rhyme. And at 17, my father wasn't around. Now, mm-hmm. In hindsight, because it really took me becoming a father to understand how difficult a father is, being a father is, okay. I realized that he was out of my life at those particular times and seasons because he would have hurt me uh-huh. more. But at the same time, I feel as though there were still some developmental things that I missed mm-hmm. during that age, during that time, that would have been to my advantage now. So the 18-year-old me was full of pain and full of frustration, didn't know who he was even though I had these great talents, gifts, and abilities. So over time, I've been able to address some of those things and heal in some areas, but I don't think I would have listened. I don't think I would have listened, just honestly speaking, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't say it. But now if I could take your question and turn it around and say, what would my 44-year-old self say to my 18-year-old self? Yeah, that's good. If I could answer that question, I would say, it's going to be all right. But you have to release the pain. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's going to be all right, but you have to release the pain. And the faster you face the pain mm-hmm. and be okay with the pain, mm-hmm. the faster your life can progress. Now, let me go here and ask this because you know, many of our veteran leaders are mothers and fathers who've served and, and uh, they've been away from their children. And, and even though now they're serving beyond the uniform, they still might need some time to heal. And at times they're facing that guilt of, I know in this state, I'm being around my child would hurt them more than help them. So they're taking that time to heal. What would you say to them so that they know that there is a process, there is a way to close the gap and 
I think you, you said it beautifully before about it's going to be okay, and there, it, you do have to take that time to heal. My opinion is this. You can't fix a problem that you don't face. Mm. And the problem that you need to know is the problem that you see by looking in their face. And you have to allow yourself, number one, forgive yourself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You didn't do this and you didn't do that, but you did because I'm pretty much in that same predicament now because I find myself being away from the home quite a long time. Most of the time I'm gone because I'm working, right? Right, right, right. And you're gone because you're trying to make money for your family. So you're gone for the right reasons. And I think that's what I heard in your question. You're yeah, gone yeah. for the right yeah. reasons. But then how do you still deal with that abandonment? And I think you deal with abandonment by being very much present when you're present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very much present when you're present and we have technology now so i'm 44 uh, years old uh, there was no text messaging before <laughs> so we can do the facetime thing we can do the yeah, text yeah, messaging yeah. thing yeah and so there is a way to stay connected in fact i think we are more connected many people argue that we're not connected we're less connected now i say no we're more connected yeah. i can contact you multiple ways right right you know in fact right. we are connecting on right now we are speaking in a way that wasn't available four years ago oh yeah Oh, yeah. The way we're connecting now, this would not have been possible, right? Yeah. And so I think that as long as you have the will, consider it a mission. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. to veterans, right? Make it a mission. Make your son, make your oh, marriage wow. a mission. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And how will you yeah. address it? Yeah. Right? Make it your mission. And the goal is I will accomplish this mission or I will die. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That's our language. <laughs> that is definitely, you know, our language. Now, to go deeper in. I love your stuff. We're connected on Instagram and that's Brian Keith 360. And I suggest you go follow Brian, you know, just connect with him, his messages, his videos, you know, his posts always challenge you. It always challenges you in a practical way. And one of the ones that resonated with me recently was you shared that you found your purpose by realizing what didn't work. You broke down entrepreneurship and solopreneurship for us. So we understand your mindset of proof of concept, figuring out what doesn't work, figuring out where there is a market. But you talked about purpose. And I think when you take the uniform off and you're considering serving beyond the uniform, purpose becomes the top question. Providing for your family, you're going to figure that out. That's a must. But your purpose now that you no longer serve the country in the capacity that you do becomes this haunting question. And you're saying something that for many feels counter to that, that you can find your purpose by failing at something so you know what's not for you. I'd love for you to take some time and help us understand that mindset. Well, absolutely. Failure is a part of life. Uh uh So the best of cakes, the best of builders, the best of anything, they didn't start off building baking in that Uh particular way. They didn't make their Uh first cake and it was amazing. It became an issue of trial and error. And because we're talking about entrepreneurship, there's a factor that we have to consider. It's not just you, right? The factor you have to consider when it comes to entrepreneurship is the market. So there's some things that in my mind are amazing and awesome. But when I take them to the marketplace, the marketplace determines if it's good or not. Uh Uh Bottom line. And one of the better examples I can give you is whatever happened to old Blockbuster? We now do Netflix and Chilling. Oh, you yeah. have a blockbuster now. Right? Oh, yeah. And so the question is, did people stop consuming movies? No, they did not. Did right. they stop renting movies? 
No, they did not. Right. What changed was how they consumed oh, wow. that product. Oh, wow. Right. That's good. And yeah. so the opportunity for the small guy, the opportunity for the veteran on the line is what we have to do is we have to project where the customer is going uh, and not where they've been. Uh, That's yeah. the biggest mistake yeah. entrepreneurs make. Yeah. Don't fall in love in what you used to do. You got to That's fall good. in love with what's coming. That's good. You know what I'm saying? That's good. And so, and so I believe, I believe veterans, especially those who've been in combat, you really have the ability to anticipate mm-hmm. on the fly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Expect the unexpected and make the adjustment. I say the veteran community is probably more attuned to make an entrepreneurship work than any other group of people because you know that orders are designed to be followed but there's another order which is stay alive that supersedes all of those. Oh, yeah. And if you have to adjust the mission yeah. for life, then you are well within your range or well within your means to adjust the mission yeah. for life. And so if we look at entrepreneurship that way, the mission is the market. If the market changes, if the mission changes, then your reaction to the market or the mission must change. Yeah. Now, it'll still be within your wheelhouse. Right. Now, you still use your right. same talents, yeah. gifts, and abilities. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you have to be smart. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to retreat, not for the purposes of coming away, but you retreat for the purposes of recruiting. Right. You recruit, you regroup and you go, you reengage. Right. And so when you fail, fail simply says, I mean, because think about it, only a fool will continue to do the same thing the same way and get the same results. Make the adjustment. Right. So here's the analogy. Let's assume we took all of these ingredients. We took some flour, we took some eggs, we took some yeast, we take some vanilla extra, and we set them on a counter. We mix them all up together, we leave them in a bowl. Now, in theory, that's either a cake or some cookies at some particular point. But on a room temperature on a bowl, they have no power. Mm. But if we take those same ingredients and put them inside of an oven, we can make cookies or we can make a cake. My point is, sometimes the environment has to change for an idea to work. Uh. So whatever you're concocting, whatever you're mixing up, it may be the environment or it may be we need to turn the heat up, right, in order for (laughs) something to work. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 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 So it's just a matter of beta testing. I really appreciate beta testing. And what I mean by beta testing is simply take a small sliver of what you're trying to accomplish, okay? Let's assume Mm T-shirts. You want to sell a T-shirt line, all right? Army Tough but tough enough or something like that. Whatever you want to do, don't make 200 of them off the top. Let's just make one. Now, making one might cost you a little bit more. It might cost you $30 to make one. But if you can make one and sell one, now you have proof of concept and we just Mm -hmm. simply need to duplicate that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what they do. And the internet gives us a powerful option to really test things out. You can digitally create things and see if people are willing to buy them before you actually go into mass production. Yeah. So I say... I say make money. So a couple of things I want you to keep in mind, because you got three things that we can essentially monetize as an entrepreneur. There's three things you can monetize. You got products, right? Uh You got service, Uh but you also have systems, systems, Uh systems. The how to. The question I ask is, yes, sir, that's the system. And that goes back to the analogy we made before. We were talking about, okay, what is the thing that I do well, my gift, Uh that another person has as a goal? If I simply create a webinar or a step-by-step, now here's the thing, here's a difficult thing. I do it well and I do it intuitively so I don't even think about it. Right. So what I have to do is, big word, reverse engineer, you've been hearing that a lot lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I need to reverse engineer 
how I do what I do easily mm. and it'll never mm. be work to me. And if I can give people step-by-step instructions on how to accomplish this goal, there's no question as to whether or not I do it well because it's right. a gift for me. Right. What I need to do is simply think a little bit differently and give people the ability to do it too. And if I can do that, then I just created a business. Wow. And of course now, wow. let me make sure I convey this. The easiest business to start is a service-based business service-based. because it's you. So if anyone doesn't have capital, because I'm not big on capital, I'm big on a service-based business. You can, in fact, I can name 10 businesses of companies, people I personally know who are making over $100,000 a year, but they have service-based business. Carpet cleaning, pest control, uh, we got um, mobile detail, right? Mobile detail, window window washing, right? Um, Water removal, like in a flood situation, we got that. A lot of personal trainers are making $100,000 a year, and we can go on. But there's a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. What about the pool crew, right? This is a company yeah. that comes yeah. to your house, and they go and pick up all the pool in your yard, stick it in a bag, and they come by twice a week. They charge you by the month, and it's an ongoing, right, residual passive income. Now, you oh, can wow. do the work yourself, or you can send somebody else to do it. Now, here's a beautiful thing. They don't even need to have a special vehicle, right? <laughs> so there's no lettering. Yeah, yeah. They can use their own car, right? Yeah. They can do it between Uber runs, right? right oh, here's right. another question for you. Why is there no one thought of Uber Eats before Uber did? Oh, wow. Wow. Why yeah. is that? Yeah. There are so many restaurants that should be delivery that are not yeah. delivery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They thought about it and they capitalize on it. And of course, to even mention Uber, we know that Uber, I used to own a limousine business years ago, and I'm happy not to be in it. But the friends of mine that are in that business still, they say that Uber is killing them. Yeah. And it's the concept of what's available, what's readily available. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. with cars, Mm -hmm. right, with driver's license, with insurance, but Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of income. So what if I can find a way to tap into that and connect it to this other need over here where people need reliable, inexpensive easy to get to transportation. You marry those two ideas and that's a business. Yeah. 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 That was that's a business. Yeah, that was very well said and, and really clear. And then even as you touched on your friends still in the limousine industry, it ties to what you previously said about guess what, guys? Yeah, you're mission focused. Yeah, you have a skill set, but you're also tracking the market. So when the market starts to change, you start yes. to reposition yourself as well because you can't be in right. love with what was. You have to continue no. to navigate. And yeah. I really, really appreciate just how you broke that down because for veterans who are into entrepreneurship and veterans who are testing their proof of concepts, you also show them that, yeah, it was a big success, but now what? That's right. That's yeah. right. You have to keep moving. You have to keep moving. And there's so many businesses around business. So, for example. Yeah. Hmm. We talk about Ubers, right? The Ubers of the world, right? Right. So Uber created a business based on a need. They saw an opportunity, but there's other businesses connected to Uber. Who is providing the technology to keep Uber running? Because they have to have it. So they have to have an app that is razor sharp. Absolutely. The razor sharp. Who's processing the payments to make sure everyone gets paid on time? And so there's so much to it if we pay attention. Yeah. We pay attention. And we can get involved, right? You know, right, right. And so then there's those companies have, okay, so the company that provides the payments on the back end has to have a super fast internet connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So now we're getting it down the low. Okay, well, that company has to have someone around because Uber is available 24 hours a day. Processing is 24 hours a day. So now you need to have a building that can house Mm. a business for 24 hours a day. Mm. Well, who's going to come in and clean that business? Because it's got to be clean. Who's going to maintain the fact that a guy who's working at 2 o'clock in the morning is hungry, how does that guy eat? Vending machines? You know, it's so many different ways. It's out here. We're in the best country in the world. Can I say this to you? If you are not, we live in a capitalistic society. This is our culture, right? It's based on capitalism. Capital means money. Mm-hmm. If you're not putting yourself in a position to produce money, you're going to lose. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because there's only a few pieces to it, right? There's the piece to our economy that produces the money, right? Mm-hmm. The piece to the, our economy that allows you to save money, keep money. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the labor force. So you got to make a decision. So you're only one of those components. Are you the guy that's the labor yeah, force? Yeah, yeah. Or are you the guy creating the capital? And so our economy churns on people who produce capital. They get the wow. best in terms of tax breaks, right? Wow. They obviously are celebrities and rock stars right now. That's not either, right? right? But it also yeah. gives you cash flow, cash flow. And I'll tell you something else that is maybe an unknown winning. An unknown win of entrepreneurship is that it gives you the ability to have cash flow. And that cash flow gives you the ability to put money into places that are near and dear to your heart, whether it be other people, other businesses. Like I, yeah. I saw a posting today. So these are not my words. The posting today said, Stop chasing success. Find someone you can help be successful and you don't have to chase success ever again. Wow. I thought it was beautiful. Wow. And so there's so many different causes that we want to be connected to, Boys and Girls Club. There are some veterans who are having a hard time adjusting. Mm-hmm. There are money that can go into them being helped. Right. And we know that the healthcare system for veterans needs a lot of opportunity. Yeah. You know, what yeah. are the businesses connected to streamlining healthcare for veterans? There's so much. Oh, wow. Wow. There's so much. Yeah. But it's about thinking differently. Yeah. It's about looking at problems, not as problems, but as opportunities. If you keep seeing a problem time mm-hmm. and time again, that's a problem that you need to solve. And oh, because wow. your solution is connected to that problem, there's a business connected to that solution. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, so that, that's, yeah, that's really clear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 And, and so I just want to take the time to say, uh, veteran leaders, again, if you need uh, this level of clarity, you know, this is a part of what Brian brings to the table. And I would love for you to reach out. Brian, I just want you to take some time to just tell us where we can connect with you. I know you're busy, but I also know that you do some coaching. And I think with this level of clarity, the fact that you have 30 plus years of serving people, and helping people find their niche, what they can bring to the marketplace. I know this will be a value add to our community. Awesome, awesome. I can be found on all platforms, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or YouTube at Brian Keith, Brian with an I-B-R-I-A-N, Keith, K-E-I-T-H, 360, and you can find me there. You can even Google it. I'll come up. (laughs) I love that. So throw Brian Keith 360 in Google and follow the links. Now, Brian, I want to go here because I think, again, I I love being challenged and pushed. And this pushed me. Like veteran leaders, we know how to be consistent. But your mantra takes that one step further and and, and says your potency is in your consistency. And at times, you know, many of us are being consistent, waiting till vacation. And you talked about earlier, being off means being off money. So that's a different level of consistency. But now, 
Right. Now you have me imagining what would happen if I was so consistent that my consistent focus and now is potent. So I'd love to hear from you since you live that every day. Well, I'm trying. Let me say that. <laughs> I just know for a fact that if I'm not consistent, then I have no power. So oh, if wow. we're talking about going back to services, products, and systems, if we think about that, every time I grab my favorite beverage, every time mm-hmm. I grab my favorite snack, I expect it to be the same thing Mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whatever made me like it, whatever made me want it, whatever makes me continue to buy, I need it to be consistent. Because I'll tell you this, you get about one, maybe two, maybe three chances today to be inconsistent and you lose a customer. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Right. And so whether it be a product or a service or a system, if you're an inconsistent husband, then what you just did is created a new expectation, right? If you're an inconsistent father, you've created a new expectation. So now your word, now watch this, Bernard. The only thing we have, once you strip away all of our titles, take away father, take away husband, take away veteran, take away son, take away brother. The only thing you have at the end of the day is your name. What does your name stand for? Oh, wow. Does your name stand for he's always late? Does your name stand for he tells those big whale tales and never follows through? Mm-hmm. Is he the guy that's going to come and, you know, drink up all my liquor and now he's gone? You know, is he the guy <laughs> yeah, who yeah. comes to the picnic with no food and leaves with three plates? Are you that guy? Yeah. You know, are you the guy that always has an excuse? Do you have big dreams and little follow through? You, uh, you have uh, a reputation. <laughs> you have a character. So, of course, let yeah, me, let me yeah, give yeah. you this analogy. In the service-based business world today, we are run by reviews. Reviews are the Mm -hmm. new gold exchange, right? Mm -hmm. So reviews are everything right now. Yeah. So the new business card are your reviews. So your reviews are the way that the marketplace sees your business. If your reviews are bad, your business is bad. If your reviews are good, your business is good. Reviews equal cash, right? Uh, either an abundance of or a lack thereof. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you. When you think about your family, when you think about your friends, when you think about the people who know you best, what is the rating they would give you? <laughs> and that is the measure. That wow. is the measure of your potency. Wow. Yeah. So if they give you a one-star rating, then your potency is, is trash and your consistency is trash. And the answer, here's the answer, here's the answer. This will help so many people. If you can just be consistent, and whoever you are, be consistent. Let what you say you are and who you are align. Because uh, if you're a consistent three, <laughs> people accept that, right? Yeah, because yeah. nobody goes to McDonald's. Nobody goes to McDonald's, Bernard, because of how great the burgers are. Right, we go to right. McDonald's for one thing, right? One single thing. We know that a, a Big Mac is the same in California as yeah. it is in Texas, yeah. as yeah. it is in New York. Yeah. It's because they are consistent. So McDonald's is potent because of their consistency. It's not because they got a great burger. Mm. It's because it's the same burger mm. every time, everywhere you go. That was good. Right? That was good. But if you go to a mom and pop, it's not consistent every time. Right. You know? Well, last time I even though it's a better burger. Yeah. It's a better burger. But guess what? The person that cooked it this time didn't put enough seasoning on it, so it's not the same every single time. So if I can be consistent, then I can be counted on. If I can be counted on, then people will count on. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And so your currency, not only your potency, but your currency is in your consistency, which you give to the world. Because let's think about it. We've only had a credit system since 1952. 
We didn't do credit before 1952, right? Even before that, we didn't even have money before a certain time. I can't tell you the date. There was a time in the United States of America where I made corn and you made peaches. Mm -hmm. And the way that you and I exchanged was I gave you some of my corn and you gave me some of your peaches. So I took my labor, my gifting, and you gave me some of your labor and your gifting. Well, guess what? Your gifting is still currency. It's still currency. Because it's your trust, it's your name, oh, yeah. it's what oh, you yeah. stand oh, yeah. for wow. is why I can feel comfortable, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, let's be very honest. We have people that we know, love and like, that are great for having a drink with, having a conversation mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. can't come to my house. No. You can't come <laughs> yeah. around my family. Yeah, yeah. I want to be the guy that you can trust me in your home and you're not there. And you know for a fact, you know for right. a fact that nothing is going to come up missing. Not because oh, wow. I wouldn't steal from you. Watch this, Mr. Bernard. It's not because I wouldn't steal from you. It's because I don't steal. There it is. <laughs> that's my brand. There my is. brand is I don't steal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my brand that I communicate in all that I do. I don't steal. If you give me too much money in the drive through I'm taking the money back. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a... Um, I forget what they call it. I don't have one of those sticks where I'm getting movies bootleg. I don't do that either. Fire stick, I think that's what they call it. I'm not doing that either, right? If you want to sell intellectual property at some point, I don't think it's a good idea for you to steal intellectual property. You shouldn't be looking for the bootleg if you're trying to, I mean, that's just simple stuff, simple math, right? So integrity, right? What you do in the dark Mm -hmm. will always come to the light. So whoever you are in darkness is who you are in the light. And even though people may not necessarily chastise you, bring it to your face, yeah. they still have a perception of who you are. Yeah. And whatever that perception is, we have to own it. We have to own it. And so whatever the marketplace, let's go back to marketplace. There's a marketplace of you mm. as a person. Mm. There's a marketplace, your family, your friends, that marketplace has a, an opinion of who you are. And your currency is your consistency. So as you go out and give people your talents, gifts, and abilities, what is their five-star rating, four-star rating, three-star wow. of who you are? Wow, wow. Because until that's worth value, I don't care what your title is, it'll always come back bad. If you have a one-star rating as a person, you're mm-hmm. going to be a one-star entrepreneur. Mm. Mm. If you're a one-star guy, a one-star human being, you're going to be a one-star entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Bottom line. And so we got to fix that character flaw. And the main thing that I always stress is this. Be who you say you are. Well said. Be who you say you are. Well said. And the closer that I can get to who I say I am and who I Mm. actually am, the more potency I have. Because now I'm being consistent. Right. Yeah. Right. And that really unpacked for me character and why character has never changed as our deeper currency. You know, and I love how you, you tied it into reviews because, you know, it's so interesting that we're having this discussion because I would say this to people all the time. Uh, one of my business mentors taught me this. He said, Bernard, business, as you partner with people, is like a marriage. Their name is now yeah. married to your name. And wow. if you can't trust them to sit and have dinner with you and your wife and your family, why are you allowing their name to be married to your name? And that just really resonated with me as you just challenged me to think more about my name as my currency, my character as my currency. And I think for the veteran leaders community, as we take off the uniform and we're still in part connected to the service and the military, we're no longer covered 
by the service. And we need to retake right. our name and make sure our name has the value that it needs to have right. as we continue to transact and build relationships beyond our military service. Because if we forget, you know, if we're that armchair quarterback now, it's like, well, when I was in high school, I was in shape. Or when I was in the military, <laughs> I was able to do X, Y, and Z. But we're looking at you today and we're like, the only shape you are right now is round and all we ever see you do is talk. You know, <laughs> and, right. and, and, and these That's are real it. problems. And, and then you drill yeah. it down even more by saying, what would the people who know you best rate you? Say about you. And that for me yeah. was, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, let's call your the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. I heard one yeah. manager say this yeah. one time, and it's always challenged me. He said this, and this was during an interview I was doing. He said, okay, Bernard, I, I feel you did amazing, but here's my challenge to you because it seems like you're just super prepared for this opportunity. But if we were to call your wife, would she tell us to hire you? And not from the financial wow. standpoint, not from the opportunity standpoint, but because she <laughs> understands that you are the best candidate for this role. And I sat there and I paused. Yeah. And I had never been asked that question before. So it was so challenging. And then I, I yeah, just- I'm asking myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I made the faces because question. you're like, yeah. Whoa. And then, you know, humbly, yeah. I just played through you know, how me and my wife was preparing and sacrificing for uh, what was next. And I said with them, you know, now for this specific opportunity, yes, my wife would say, from what she's seen me do and prepare and work at, this is a good fit for me. But she'd also say that we're, we never operate from a place of desperation. So if there is a better candidate, give it to the better candidate because we want what wow. we earned. And I was like, that's who we are. You know, and that's what you're, that's you're you sharing that reminded me of. Do you want to win because people didn't know something or do you want to win because who you are, like you <laughs> mentioned and, and you challenge us to be, you are who you say you are. You're in alignment. And, right. and as you say it, you mm -hmm. do it. As you say it, you do it. And then the challenge becomes even deeper because when you were talking me through just thinking about McDonald's consistency, all I could here in my head was, and billions and billions served. And billions and billions served. And, and people are. are not, it's not the best burger. Right, right. It and, is not the best burger. Yeah. yeah. And people are not coming yeah. to you so, for service because wow. you're not consistent. Yeah. Wow. Right. And that highlights the point I was making to you earlier because I see as when we talk about entrepreneurship, you have mm -hmm. products. We understand what those are, right? Those yeah, are yeah. actual hard goods, right? Then you have services, which you do with, the, with your hand, right? Mm -hmm. With the sweat of your brow and the uh, energy from your own body, right? But then yeah. we have a system. Well, McDonald's represents the system. So I'm not sure uh, if you had a question on that, but that's the system. Yeah. McDonald's is not successful because of their product. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're successful because of their system, mm -hmm. right? Their system is so phenomenal that anybody can be plugged in it and they'll still be successful. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to go from services to products. And again, because it's the threshold or the, the low hanging fruit is services. Okay. Because I can start a service tomorrow. Right. I can go and grab a mop right. and a bucket and I have a janitorial service tomorrow yeah. for the low, low price of $20, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. Or I can start a maid service tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. a service. Because as long as I have my health and strength, I can create a service. Now, to create a t-shirt business, that's different. Uh, 
Now I need to have some resources. Now I need to put a little bit more money into it because now we need to start talking about logistics and shipping. Now we need to talk about how to get it in front of the customer. Now we need to talk about a more intense marketing and advertising. I can walk around the neighborhood with my bucket. I can walk around the neighborhood with my mower and say, I cut grass. Right. And you might get a job or two because the opportunity is there and you can do the work right now and the price is right. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are services. And I'm not saying the service can't be complex, but those are the businesses that I recommend right. that people go into initially because they're easy to do and there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of money to be made connected to problems that people don't want mm. to solve. I don't want to cut my yard. I don't want to mm. pick up the pool. I don't want to clean my carpet. I don't want to spray for insects around my home. I don't want yeah. to cut my own trees. Yeah. You know, I don't want to wash my own windows. I don't want to clean my own house. So there's money connected to that, right? Then the next level, I'm not saying that people can't get right into selling books if they want to, but there's a little more effort into it. Right. Where do you keep the merchandise? Where are you going to get it manufactured? Did you find a good vendor? You know, Or yeah, are you going yeah. to create, here's the other idea, because it's really a service as well, are you going to create a business, right? Because there's a lot of uh, t-shirt businesses now where all you do is create the design mm. and the company handles the t-shirts, they handle the shipping, they handle everything. But just keep in mind, the more that you farm out and the more that you delegate to other companies, the less margin you make, the less money you make, right? Wow. Because like, for example, wow. I know that you are probably going to write a book soon, so will I, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've been looking at CreateSpace, but CreateSpace wants yeah. a lion's share. They want a lot of money for what they do. I don't know, as an entrepreneur, that doesn't sit well with me. Oh, let me give you a stark difference, okay? As an entrepreneur, I'm not writing a book simply because I can say I wrote a book. That's because that's the way my mind works. As an entrepreneur, if I can't create value and receive value, I'd rather oh, wow. write the book. Wow, that's good. That's good. Right? Right? That's good. Because create space, no disrespect to that company, many are doing it. At the end of the day, once they put their spin on it, because there's no money out of pocket, they make their money on the back end. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to put authors in the same position that we were talking about musicians are in for years, where ultimately you might make two or three dollars on a twenty dollar sale. Now, here's the reason why is because you presented them the intellectual property. They did all the work. They got the uh, ISBN number. Uh -huh. They did the uh, printing. They did all the material. So all the risk is on them. Because all the risk is on them, your line show, your cutter, your margin is going to be small. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, I want to assume more of that hands-on stuff. So here's what I'm doing. Yeah. I will be. Yeah. Ah, that's my words. That's, I mean, you in my head. I'd rather bet on me by doing mm -hmm. this. So I'd rather create the same book now, and I'd rather go to a book printer, not an on-demand printer, but an actual oh, wow. printer, and buy a high volume of books and get the discount per book because of the volume of books I buy. Right. I'd rather bet on me and buy a thousand books and come out of pocket by two or three thousand dollars, but I'm betting on me. Mm -hmm. And to me, I can handle that beta test, yeah. right? Because I can sell. If the books only cost me two to three dollars, I got so much flexibility now. Right, right. I, can offer, I can sell the book for 15 bucks and still offer free shipping and still be profitable and more profitable than if I had gone with the other guys. And so all oh, I'm no. saying is sometimes we got to bet on ourselves. And if there's a system in place, if someone is willing, here's a great indication. I know I said this before. The great indicator is this. If someone is willing to pay you to do it, then obviously you do it well. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Proof of concept. Right? Test the market. Bet on me.
Yeah. 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 Bet on you. And think about this. There is no business that's going to pay you $100,000 and get $100,000 worth of production out of you. That doesn't make good business sense. So right. obviously, you're making at least double, triple. Maybe you're making 10 mm-hmm. times. Maybe mm-hmm. what you do is worth a million dollars and they're paying you $100,000 to do it. Mm-hmm. My question is this. Why not go straight to the market and make the million? Mm-hmm. That's how I think. Why not cut out the middleman and go straight to the marketplace and sell them what they need? Be your own boss. Be your own agent. Because I promise you, the gap between 100000 and a million, you can figure out some things. <laughs> you can figure out the logistics. Yeah. Because that gap, the margin is so huge. And I'm just, I'm just asking people to think to bet on themselves, as you said before, but also to think about, okay, now wait a minute. The scenario itself says, I am viable. The proof of concept mm. is in the fact that I have a job. Mm. My job is my proof of concept. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because you wouldn't pay me. You can't realistically pay me and be a viable business what I produce. There's no way. Right. You can't pay me what I make right. and be a viable business. Right. So by my proof of concept of my talents, gifts, and abilities is connected to the fact that I have a job. Wow. And all <laughs> I simply need to do wow. is go from this environment uh-huh. to another environment. Same information, same yeah. talent, same yeah, gifts yeah, yeah. and ability. But a different mindset. Yeah. Different well, mindset. I, well, I wanted to take the time to mention the Coaching Clarity podcast, the one that you uh, bring you. to the marketplace, because I know that my listeners are going to be blown away with just a level of clarity from this conversation, because I got some tips and takeaways that I can implement right away, just in some of the things and projects I have. So thank you for that. But on that thank podcast, you. you really break down your years of experience, your years of wisdom, but more importantly, you're still in the marketplace, so it's relevant. Yes. You know, so many people are talking yeah. from that thousand-foot view <laughs> of, well, in my mm-hmm. day, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, right. in the marketplace yeah. today, I, I'm doing yeah. my benefit analysis, my SWOT analysis is against yeah. the Ubers yes. and the, the back ends of supporting systems. I am not just staring mm-hmm. at it saying, well, if I were you, and in my day, I would. Right. And I think, right, yeah if listeners are truly leaning towards entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, and and taking a proof of concept to the marketplace, tapping into your wisdom, again, connect with him on Instagram, BrianKey360. And then again, connect with his podcast to learn these tips and tools from someone in the marketplace, making the market each day. And I think that would add a tremendous value to your self-development and your personal development. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. And the powerful thing about my podcast is that it's an interview style. You and myself do something very similar. It's an interview style. And what I'm looking to do is hear from attorneys, hear from people who've overcome addiction, hear from people in these various forms and strides of life who've actually solved problems. And what I'm looking for is the nuance. I'm looking for the thing that you don't really understand. You don't really know what it takes to be successful. Because like you said, that thousand foot view, sometimes we get philosophical when we get up there. <laughs> yeah. You know, we get, we get the- theoretical, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we can remember what it was like to be at the bottom, and the people that I talk to are not everyday names, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are people who are in the trenches doing the hard work, right. and it's powerful. So I appreciate you mentioning that. But I'm also looking for, because I'm starting to see some trends. Mm-hmm. And one of the trends that I'm seeing, and I'm pretty sure you agree with this, is grit. It's grit. It is yep. tenacity. Yep. It is not those people who were able to do something 
on the first try and yep. they won. Yep. Not necessarily. Sometimes it was a third. It yeah. was the fourth. Sometimes yeah. it was the fifth try. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was the fifth yeah. attempt. So this business that I happen to have is very successful. The carpet cleaning business, I've been in it for 10 years, but I've had a limousine business. And it was successful depending on how you look at it. <laughs> it wasn't successful from the perspective of uh, all of the cash flow, though there was a great deal of cash flow. It was successful in the sense that it prepared me for this business. Uh, got it. Got right. It. it prepared you for this business. And so as we look at this thing like a movie, right, and don't look at it like a like a GIF or like one image, it's just yeah. an image. No, no, no. It's a movie. It's a movie. You don't lose if you learn. That's my thing. Wow. You don't lose wow. if you learn. Wow. If you understand, okay, for example, when I went into the limousine business, I didn't have an accountability cord. I didn't have a source, right? Mm. I didn't have, like for me, it's very important for me. For me, people have to know what their source is. Mm. What is your source? Some people, their source is God. Some people, their source is this. Some people, their source is that. But your source basically boils down to how do you recharge your battery? Yeah, that's yeah, your source. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. once you know what your yeah. source is, yeah, you have to be intimately connected to your source. Wow. Oh, and wow. you have to tap into your source oh, wow. every single day. Wow. Just below your source are the elders, right? Who are the elders? Wow. These are the people who've been on this earth long enough to have been there and done that and see the trends, right? They got the T-shirt, they got the bag of chips, and they've mm -hmm. seen it enough times to understand this is good, this is bad. So you got to have some elders in your life. These are the people whose wisdom is their currency for you. We talked about currency oh, wow. earlier. Oh, their wow. wisdom is their currency, right? Now, just below elders, you have mentors. What are mentors? Mentors are the people who have done what you aspire to do. They've done it. Mm -hmm. They've actually done it. They're doing it. They can give you the terms, and they can save you time, so much time. But just below mentors, you have coaches. See, coaches are not like mentors because mm -hmm. coaches may or may not be proficient in your area. But they are proficient oh, wow. in their area, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what a coach does, their currency is they help you see the blind spots. I love so, that. I'm sorry, I let me go that. back. So the mentor's, the mentor's currency is experience. They've done it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the I knowledge, love that. right? I love that. Now, the coach's experience yeah. is that they can see what you can't see. Because think about it. Nobody actually has seen the back of their head. You've seen an image of it, but you've never seen the back of your head. You That's need true. someone else to see the back of your head. How many hairdressers have we seen who are phenomenal at doing hair, but their hair is jacked up? So yes. even a hairdresser <laughs> needs a hairdresser. Yeah. Even a hairdresser needs a hairdresser. So what coaches do is they allow you to see the blind spots. Then just below the coaches are what I call the fab five. So the fab mm. five come from, and I'm, I'm going to use a, a scripture reference, and I want to understand people. I'm not trying to proselytize. But I see the Bible three ways. I see it either as the Word of God, or I see it as a history book, or I see it as a book of fables. Either way, there's some information there that we can learn. So there's a story about the guy who was taken to Jesus, that he had, he was lame, and there were four people around him carrying him to see Jesus. Ultimately, what they did was they tore the roof off, lowered the man down to Jesus, and Jesus healed the guy, right? Wow. I learned so much from that story, right? This is what I learned from that story, Bernard. I realized that there are times in your life where you need at least four people in your life who can carry your dreams when you can't carry them. Wow. At wow. least four people. Four. Because think about it. If he was on a mat, there was four people around him. There was one on every yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. need to have four people around you who can carry your dreams when you can't carry them, right? Mm. Then here's the other thing. There's always an idea from time to time, a mindset, a way of thinking, maybe even a course of action that can be lame. 
right? Mm -hmm. And you need these four people to be able to run those ideas past, and they can tell you I love that. if it's good <laughs> or bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you about mine. I'll tell you about mine. So one of my guys is an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. He's a better entrepreneur than I am, right? That's one of my guys. So I go to him for entrepreneur information, right? Mm -hmm. One of my guys has been married for almost 20 years. So oh. I go to him for marriage. Wow. One of my guys is an entrepreneur and married and has children and is connected to my community. So I can have a totally different conversation with mm -hmm. him than I can with the first two guys. Mm -hmm. One of my guys is a college professor. One of my guys is a pastor. So each one of these guys brings something different wow, to the yeah, table yeah, yeah. and I can run things past them and they can tell me whether or not that's a good idea or not because you will come up with a lame idea from time to time. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with some lame ideas mm -hmm. and they told me about myself, right? But then the last thing I want to tell you about your five five, because I call it the five five. The last thing I want you to understand about your five five is that you need someone who's willing to tear the roof off for you who is willing to put themselves oh, in wow. harm's way and look oh, foolish wow. on your behalf. So number one, they gotta be able to carry your dreams when you can't carry them anymore, right? Mm -hmm. They gotta be able to encourage you when you wanna give up, they encourage you. Remember what you said? Bernard, remember when mm -hmm. you wanted to do that thing? That's what they do. Number two, they help you and challenge you when you have a lame idea, a lame concept, or a wow. lame way of oh, thinking, wow. right? Because we can do that. We can yeah, all get it. Yeah. We can all get it messed up in our heads. Oh, yeah. And then the last thing that your Fab Five does, your Fab Five does is, your Fab Five is willing to raise the roof, tear off the roof, and look foolish on your behalf. Put themselves in harm's way for you. And once you have your Fab Five in place, and I recommend, recommend because the five, you are the fifth one. So the four around you, mm. you're number five. So that's why I call it the Fab Five. The Fab Five, obviously a basketball team that's five players on the court at one time, no yep. man wins the game. Oh, wow. You win a game as a team. As a team. You win a game as a team. So I'll give it back to you. Your source is at the top of everything. Whatever your source is, whatever you use <laughs> to recharge your batteries. Just below your source are the elders, right? Your elders, right. their main role in your life is to give you the wisdom, the wisdom of the age. Just below the elders, you have the mentors. The mentors are the people who have done what you look to do. They've walked in the shoes that you are looking to walk in. And they can tell you exactly what you need to do. Don't do based on experience. Then you have the coaches, right? The coaches yeah, are guys yeah. who are proficient at their craft, right? Yeah. See, you can coach me and I can coach you because you can show you've mastered some things in your life. And because you've mastered some things in your life, your intellect, your abilities, your talent, use and abilities will help me see some blind spots because again, there's some things that you've experienced that I've never seen before. Right. And so those are blind spots for me so you can coach me. But just below the coaching, right? Just below the coaching is that fab five. Oh, wow. And you got to have four people in your life, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. four people in your life four. who can be yeah. honest with you, yeah. Yeah. but are intimately connected. They're not in, they love you, but they're not in love with you to the point where they can take mm -hmm. you the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Brian. But they I, love you and yeah, they tell you the truth. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else to add. That was <laughs> man, we, that was the call. That was everything we needed to hear. Because in our community, one of the biggest things we do as we transition is we isolate. And you just showed mm. us why you must yeah. have your yeah. Fab Five, why you must have your elders, your mentors, your coaches, and then yeah. trust that you can come up with something lame. <laughs> you know, like yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to hear yeah. that. Everybody's against me, right? Everybody's against me. No, not everybody. It's in your head. <laughs> it's in your head. Yeah. Now, if all five of you come up with the same consensus, it may be true. 
But if one person is a distractor, then you might want to say, you know what, let's examine what that guy yeah. is saying. Yeah. Let's figure this out, you know? Yeah. How many ideas, how many things in our lives could have been changed or different if we had the counsel of all those people? Because you got your Fab Five, but then, of course, you got to take it to the coaches. You got to take it to the coaches. And yeah. once you take it to the coach, you got to take it to the mentor. And once you take it to the mentor, you got to take it to the elders. Do you have those people? Do you have that mm. accountability cord, mm. that sustainability line? Do you have that sustainability? And are you intimately connected to your source? Because here's the oh, thing. Wow. Four oh, wow. things about your gifting is so powerful, Mr. Bernard. Four things. Number one, you have to be intimately connected to your source, mm-hmm. whatever that source is, however you recharge your batteries. Yeah. Intimately connected to your gift. You got to know your gift better than anybody else, right? Yep. Then you yep. got to realize that your gift is designed for other people. Mm. If I have the gift of doing hair, it's not for me. It's for other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I have a gift of building homes, maybe I could build my own house, but you still have a gift that's designed for yeah. other people. Yeah. Ultimately, it's those people who are going to consume your gift. And those people have the ability to say, this is good, this is bad, because that's the market, right? So your gift is for other people. And then the last thing about your gift that is so powerful, your gift always reflects the giver. It always reflects your source. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You've been awesome, man. I know you got things to do. Yeah. As we wrap up, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to shout out a book that you're reading or a book you've read this year that really Mm -hmm. has helped you just stay focused, level up. But I also, you know, want to just take this time to say, look, veteran leaders, uh, Brian, Keith, you've been awesome. I want you guys to go connect with his work, connect with him on Instagram, Brian Keith 360. Again, if you want to find him on every platform, throw his name in Google, Brian Keith 360. He's on Facebook, he's on Twitter, anywhere you need to connect with him. I don't want you to miss his coaching, his clarity, and just his insights because he is bringing that elder level insight to the marketplace. He's done business, he's done business at a high level for many years and he can help you navigate some blind spots and think about it. Even if you just re-listen to this call, one of the things that he said that's challenging me is proof of concept, better yourself and shift the mindset off means yeah. off money. Don't give that money back because you, you want to right. hang out. There is vacation time. There is family time, <laughs> but yeah. you know, don't yeah. take it too far. Yeah. yeah. So Brian, mm-hmm. what would that book or podcast or, web series or video B. And again, if there's more than one, feel free to share as well. Cause I know my listeners sure. are going to be like me hungry for whatever you're sharing because you've delivered so much value and practical advice. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do have a number of things that I really w- would like to recommend, but I would like to recommend one and then the others will come from the one that I recommend. Okay. And the powerful thing that I want people to understand is you got to surround yourself with a community of people mm-hmm. who are doing what you want to do. And once you surround yourself with a community of people that are doing what you want to do, they will tell you the books, they will tell you the podcast, they will tell you how to do what you need to do. So I can give you those things because I have them, but you need to surround yourself with a community that is going to substantiate what you say you want to accomplish, right? So you and I belong to that community. That's how we connected, right? So a couple of different things. So there are podcasts. And so three podcasts that come to mind are How I Built This. That's number one. Uh, Number two is Masters of Scale, Mm -hmm. right? Masters of Scale. And number three is called The Art of Charm. Oh, wow. So The Art of Charm deals with personal development. Mm -hmm. Uh, Masters of Scale deal with startups from a Silicon Valley perspective. And then how I built this talks about the iconic brands of our day. What was the genesis of those brands? 
the Whole Foods of the world, all these different companies that have been around for the longest, so many different companies, and they, they really break down the nuance of how, what the sacrifice was, I mean, so many different things. You would be surprised how many people who are millionaires now who used to have to sleep in a radio station at night. Because that's what they had to do to be successful, right? It's not about the Lambo. It's not about the big house. You know, you're not entrepreneurial on Wednesday and then get the Lambo on Thursday. It it doesn't work quite like that. And then books, if you see behind me, I'm a book junkie. So there's multiple (laughs) books. But I believe books boil down to what you find to be interesting. So I'll recommend whatever book you find. Because some people read for inspiration. Some people read for motivation. But some need to relax. And I can respect that. And so whatever you feel like you need to read, it really pushes you. But here's the thing. If it doesn't push you to your destiny, then it might be a distraction. Whatever you consume, if it does, if it's not consistent with your goal, I will question if I consume it. So that's the main thing. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, man. I love that. Brian, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for helping yes, us level sir. up. And, yes, you know, I, I really value your time. And again, connect with Brian. Brian 360. I don't want to hear your excuses. Message me. I'll get you connected. Because again, if you're in business, if you're thinking about business, you want to do dual for a while while you still work your career, or even if you're still serving, but you're thinking about what's next, thinking about your transition. These are the conversations you need to have. This is the coaching that you need to have. These are the connections that you need to make before you just dive into the marketplace blindly. And don't forget what I think was the biggest lesson was the Fab Five reminds you when you have a lame idea. So thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks. And I'll, I'll follow up with you right after this. I look forward to it. Thank you, sir. Thank you.